welcome to Docupied, a podcast about anime, manga, light novels, and industry news. I'm your host, Brandon, otherwise known as DocPay, and let's get right into the manga series for this episode. This week I'll be talking about Tokyo Revengers by Ken Wakui, published in English by Kodansha Manga. There are currently 20 volumes out digitally. I don't think they have a release date for the 21st yet. So I'm not sure when that's coming out, but the 20th just came out last month. We're only two volumes behind Japan. I think 22 are out there. And it is an ongoing manga series. I wasn't actually going to talk about this series yet or in this episode, but I didn't have anything else prepared for this week. I wanted to wait for the anime to finish airing so I could have a more comprehensive kind of discussion of it, but but you're getting it now. So... Obviously, the anime adaptation for this is currently airing. I think there's only five episodes out so far, which I've seen. And since, again, it's not finished, I really, well, I have enough to say about it. So I guess I'll just start off with that and then I'll dive into the manga. I had not read the manga before watching the anime. I had heard of it. I knew I knew the author and some of his previous work and I knew of the series, but I had not read it or watched it. Watched the first couple episodes, um, you know, and obviously I'm caught up now. I think it's five. And I've really I've really enjoyed it. It's pretty well done. So far, it's a very enjoyable adaptation. And again, I guess I won't say much more on that. So let's talk about the manga. For anyone worried, as usual, these are spoiler-free discussions, mostly. But I will be talking about some characters and general plot stuff. Although I'm getting the feeling now that I'm actually recording it, that this episode's going to end up a lot like the So I'm a Spider, So What episode, where there's actually not a whole lot I can say, given the type of story that it is. Hmm. Anyway, here is the blurb from Volume 1 to give you kind of an overview of what the start of the series is about. Watching the news, Takemichi Hanagaki learns that his girlfriend from way back in middle school, Hinata Tachibana, has died. The only girlfriend he ever had was just killed by a villainous group known as the Tokyo Manji Gang. He lives in a crappy apartment with thin walls, and his six years younger boss treats him like an idiot. Plus, he's a complete and total virgin. At the height of his rock-bottom life, he suddenly time-leaps 12 years back to his middle school days to save Hinata and change the life he spent running away. Hopeless part-timer Takemichi must aim for the top of Tokyo's most sinister delinquent gang. So, yeah, that kind of covers the very basic premise of this story. It is a time travel drama thriller shonen story. The main focus is on a bunch of kind of like delinquent biker gang-esque things back in the like mid-2000s in Japan. And it's, generally speaking... Like a pretty hot-blooded type story. It's very shonen. However, I will give this credit that while it is shonen and there's a lot of kind of occasionally convenient aspects to the plot developments sometimes, it's also a, can be a pretty heavy story with a lot going on. And while the, I mean, the main premise is regarding kind of the violence of some like delinquent biker gang type stuff 
there's a lot of violence that definitely leads to some tragedy stuff. I mean, the story starts with Takamichi learning that Hinata died. And let's just say there's definitely a lot of kind of tragedy to go around. While it is a shonen, it is is definitely not all sunshine and rainbows. Things don't always work out. Although I guess that's true of kind of all good shonen, so maybe that caveat isn't necessary. What initially got me kind of interested in this series, or rather why I decided to go and read 20 volumes of the manga after watching the anime was I am an absolute sucker for time travel stuff. Science fiction in general, obviously, but I love time travel. There's just so many interesting possibilities they can do with it, and... One thing I will say is the time travel in this story is purely a story device mechanism. It is definitely what allows for the story to take place. It is utterly unexplained, and I don't really mind that it is, or rather isn't explained. It's not important once you get into it. It merely facilitates the telling of this story, and that's fine even as someone who loves time travel stuff, like how something like Steins Gate revolves around it, I am in love with that. So that was the hook that kind of got me invested in Tokyo Revengers. And then from there, the way they started developing the characters and the story caught my attention and I kept going. So yeah, I definitely very recently read all 20 of the available volumes. So let's do my usual. Let me talk about the characters, the story, the writing, the artwork, and yeah, we'll go from there. So character-wise, our main character, Takemichi, I think they said he's 26 in the time, like in the current present time. He jumps back 12 years to when he's in middle school, and back then he was kind of a wannabe delinquent. That never amounted to anything. Lots of stuff happened to him. Basically, he gets the shit kicked out of him, and is put underfoot from a bunch of more real delinquents, ends up having a real hard time of it, him and his group of friends, and he kind of runs away from it all in an effort to just get away. And from there, you know, in the original timeline of his life, he just kind of spends that time doing nothing, hiding, generally just kind of being there. He has no aspirations. He has nothing to like give him joy or hope. He's he's pretty broken. The kind of timely mechanic that sends him back 12 years sends him back right at the exact kind of point in time to where he's able to kind of achieve the goal of, you know, saving Hina and turning his own life around. He's sent back right when it all goes like right at the same time it all goes wrong or at least starts to go wrong. And it starts going wrong again, which he's, he finally kind of remembers. He, I mean, I don't want to get into why he time-leaped, um, but suffice it to say is he didn't think it was real. And so he was just kind of going with the flow of things, somewhat remembering what was going on, thinking this is all some kind of weird dream. And even in the end, he, he does still like think it's a dream at the end of his like first time-leap back. The one thing I will say, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but he is able to go back and forward. And he uses that mechanically a few times throughout the story. Either when he thinks he's accomplished his goal, he goes back to the future and kind of checks on things or or hopes that, you know, things have been set 
right and he saved Hina. And so that is an interesting difference in this story. He's only always able to go back or forward 12 years. And the time he spends in the past is spent in the future. So if he spends a week in the past, a week passes in the future and his body's just like in a coma or something like that, I think is what they say. It's kind of hand waved, especially the like you spent a week in the past and but you didn't like die or atrophy or I don't know. It's not really important. The mechanics again, especially because occasionally things change dramatically enough that in certain cases when he goes back forward, nothing enough has changed. And so he was just kind of in a coma for a week or two. And in other cases, like everything's different. And so he wasn't in a coma again. Not super important. I'm a little bit of a stickler for time travel stuff, so like I want to know the mechanics. But anyway, as he does these trips back and forth in an effort to save Hina, he starts, you know, getting in with the Tokyo Manji gang. And he learns that, at least back then, they're definitely not the kind of crazy, like actual Yakuza mob style gang they are in the future. In the future, they're into, you know, actual murder, drugs, prostitution, money laundering, all kinds of, like, legit crime business. In the past, they're just kind of a bunch of kids playing in a delinquent... Uh, playing's not the right word, because it's still pretty violent, but, like, it's more of a honorable-esque delinquent gang. Not that some of the rival gangs are honorable, but... This group is definitely, at least back then, while they might get violent with others, like other gangs, they're very much a, you know, we wipe our own ass, we solve our own problems, we don't involve outsiders. And generally speaking, at least like the top brass of the Tokyo Manji gang are pretty stand-up, honorable, you know, that kind of, you know, honorable delinquent is like the best way to describe them. You know the type, you've seen enough anime and manga. So while he's there, you know, he starts getting in with Tokyo Manji Gang, realizes that the best way to save Hina is to save them, keep them from turning into that, like, real, actual crime syndicate. But to do so, he has to... There's a lot of things that has to happen. And that's why kind of his goal is to aim for the top of the gang in order to kind of have enough influence to keep them from turning into bad people, bad guys. I guess I've been talking about the plot, not the characters. Whoops. Okay. Well, two, we'll continue on with the plot. Then I'll talk about the characters. <laughs> anyway, given the nature of the story with the time travel or the time leaping and the back and forth plot, I really can't tell you a whole lot about what happens. Obviously, I wasn't going to spoil anything anyway, but there's a lot of kind of big twists in this story, especially as Takemichi gets more and more involved with the Tokyo Manji gang, you know, essentially, eventually becoming a part of it or like an integral part of it as he becomes friends with the actual members and the kind of tempo of the story is generally that and you'll learn you'll learn this fairly early on but there is kind of a villain of this story one who is always always the one that all the characters in the future kind of talk about or afraid of or hint at being the reason things went bad things went wrong and so that character is always concocting some plot in the background, trying to move things in the direction he wants, which are always 
get like Takemichi is always getting in the way of or trying to actively prevent. And so that back and forth kind of goes on for many volumes. There's a lot of really, really interesting stuff that happens. Um, interesting might not be the right word. Um, compelling stuff. Lots of people learning about friendship, learning to rely on each other, trust, forgiveness. There, there's a lot that this story kind of works through, especially with its with its main cast. I would probably guess that the anime version will get through, I don't know, maybe the first nine volumes or so through Bloody Halloween, that arc. I'm not sure how many episodes the first season is going to be, but that's where I'd guess based on the kind of promo artwork, how far they'll get. And don't worry, I won't explain what any of that means to anyone who doesn't already know. So suffice to say, the story's pretty compelling. There is a bit of, I won't say repetition, but that's, I think that's kind of just the nature of time leap stories where, you know, Takemichi goes to the future, finds out he didn't fix it, goes back to the past, does some more stuff, you know, learns some more stuff, things he has to do, goes to the future, learns some information about the past, goes back to the past, tries to fix it. There's a lot of working through that. And there are a couple arcs of the story that, while I won't say I feel like we we already kind of went through that, there's definitely kind of a, okay, I fixed this reason why they went bad or why everyone thought things went wrong. And then, oh no, well, I fixed this, but then this happened. And so then this was the reason things went wrong. And that happens like a bunch of times. So just be prepared for, you know, your typical kind of shonen manga story where like it just takes a long time to resolve. That's kind of one thing you have to bear in mind for this is because it is ongoing. There's just a lot of dragging out again is not the right word because I've really enjoyed it. But there are just many arcs to get to what will eventually be the conclusion. Whereas I do think a story like this could definitely have been told in like way fewer volumes overall. But that's just not how things work. So, I don't know, that's not a negative, it's just, you know, if you've read any shonen manga, you kind of know how it goes. You beat a bad guy, and then they introduce a new bad guy. Although in this case, it's not necessarily a new bad guy for most of it. It's just the bad guy sets up a new plot, or like a new scheme that Takemichi has to unravel in order to save everything. One other thing, don't expect, so, hmm, how do I say this? This story does have a lot of kind of shonen-esque fighting stuff, and some of it's pretty interesting and, like, entertaining. Our main character, Takemichi, while he might be hopeless in a fight, he's a total kind of crybaby wuss in that regard. He kind of has unmatched, like, determination and conviction in the things he's trying to do, and that kind of earns him a lot of respect. But don't ever expect Takemichi to, like, win a fight. That's not this kind of story. He's not that kind of character. There's never going to be a training arc in which he becomes strong and is able to like take care of his problems by beating up the like the bad guys that he needs to beat up. It's literally never going to happen. That is not his character. He's the he's the heart. He's the motivation, the determination character. So speaking of characters, you have Hina, who is his girlfriend in middle school, and she's actually pretty compellingly interesting, especially as the story goes on and you learn more about her and, you know, why she was dating Takemichi in the first place. 
And as you see her interact with like the time leaping Takemichi, she's a pretty strong world character who's quite endearing and you definitely want her to be saved in the future. Then you have the members of the Tokyo Manji gang. You have Mikey, Draken, Baji, Mitsuya, Chifuyu. I like Chifuyu a lot. He grows on you, especially after the arc that introduces him. But the main ones are, are Mikey and Draken. Mikey is this, he's known as like Mikey the Invincible or the Unbeatable or, I don't know, he has a couple of nicknames. I don't remember the exact wording, but he's this kind of hard to read, badass, like doesn't look badass. Like he's kind of a small, unassuming looking person, but you know, he's crazy strong and also just kind of whimsical. Draken is looks like he'd be bad news, but he's kind of got the heart of gold. He really wants, you know, cares about people. They're the kind of number one and two of the Tokyo Manji gang. Then there are the different captains. And then there are the, you know, founding members of the gang who are some of the other captains as well. I don't want to talk too much about them just because of all of their stories. Like they all have stories. Some of them or most of them pretty integral to the various events that happen throughout the story. So you definitely get to know a lot more of the Tokyo Manji gang from the past as the story progresses. So I'll just say that much. But all of the characters become like really interesting. They're pretty flushed out. They all have their own motivations for doing things. Even the villain enemy characters all seem to have reasons for their doing things for the most part. I don't think there was anyone out there in the story that's just like pure villain or like pure violence. I mean, there's a few that are there mostly for the fighting, but everyone's got a bit of background. And this story, like, it's kind of a small world in a lot of respects. Like the Tokyo delinquent biker gang world is fairly small, (laughs) given how the story plays it out. Like a lot of people seem to know each other or were involved with one another in the past, whether as like enemies and rival gangs or like people who teamed up. I don't, I don't know. There's just a lot that you learn that you're like, oh, wait, these people are connected and these people are connected. The author does a good job of kind of weaving the backgrounds of the characters together to create some pretty compelling moments and never stops introducing characters that you've seen in the past, but then come back and become like a major player in a new arc and you're like oh i damn like that you've seen that character but they're kind of in the background for most of the start of the story and then they get this important arc that flushes them out and like thrusts them into the spotlight and that happens you know with stuff like baji or or hakai mitsuya i know i'm just kind of saying names at this point so just take my word for the fact that Characters initially that you don't think much of or that you kind of just see, a lot of them do get their time in the spotlight and get development, which is, I guess, another reason why sometimes I think like some of the arcs, it's not that they feel repetitive, it's some of the time traveling bits feel repetitive, like that's all. The arcs in the past are actually all really fantastic, generally speaking, the way it develops the characters and, and the kind of emotional highs and lows that they go through are really compelling. So the cast of characters is very strong overall. There's a lot of characters you can really sink your teeth into. 
and it's kind of someone for everyone almost uh i like chifuyu a lot and i do think draken is is one of the more kind of interesting characters i don't know there's just a lot to like in the character front i'll just say that so from there art i think the artwork's good um some of the fight scenes especially as kind of time goes on are really f well drawn there's some really cool like big full page or two page spreads um the fights themselves are never really like what i'm most interested in usually it's like and especially because anything takemichi himself is involved in it's not really a fight so much as him getting his ass beat but never backing down and that's kind of his way so he gets super beat up and the author definitely gets a lot better over time at depicting Takemichi as just like past his limits of getting his ass kicked. But there is some pretty cool like brutal fighting stuff if that's your thing. There's quite a bit of like comedic reaction faces like the story is funny at times and while it is kind of a, a thriller drama action-ish story there's plenty of comedy to go around especially with regards to Takemichi and his like reactions. So overall I really enjoyed Tokyo Revengers. I think the characters and like overall the story is pretty compelling and it's largely because of the characters that they introduce and, and flesh out and develop as things goes on. The time travel like gimmick is definitely secondary to the actual story. It's just a like mechanism through which to tell this tale. So don't go in expecting a lot of sci-fi. <laughs> And at least in my view, that's totally fine. Or at least it's fine because things ended up being really compelling. I feel like I said a lot but didn't say a whole lot. But that's kind of the nature of a time travel story where almost anything, I feel like, and especially with a lot of like mystery and thriller stuff in this story, there's a lot I just don't want to say. So I hope this was enough to give you a good overview of the story of Tokyo Revengers. Regardless, I think it's... A compelling story it's worth checking out if you're into this kind of thing you know you could watch the anime see if the first episode hooks you and then maybe jump into the manga or just read the first volume whatever is your your jam the anime so far has been quite good hopefully they keep that up anyway that's gonna do it for this episode that's tokyo revengers by ken wakui published in english by kodansha there are 20 volumes currently available digitally I don't know when the next volume's coming out. I don't think they've announced a date, but the series is ongoing. So go check it out if you're interested. Thanks for listening. Follow my Twitter, I am DocPay for updates. Or if you want to see more Gumpla I'm building. That's mostly what I post now. And please, if you liked Occupied, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you can't leave a review there, go and do it on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Every review helps someone else find the podcast and really helps me out. I'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.